Donna, and I'm here with some news of an exciting Story Nori competition. Listen on to hear how you can win a signed copy of Bertie's new book, Undercover Robot, My First Year as a Human. He co-authored it with David Edmonds, who is a philosopher, and there are lots of philosophical questions in it, as well as plenty of jokes, adventure and great characters. Undercover Robot is published in the UK by Walker Books, and we are going to send a copy to three lucky winners wherever you are in the world. To give you a flavour of the book, here's the opening, read by Emma Wilson in the audio version. Chapter 1 First Day at School Day 1, 08.45 As I passed through the school gate, I glanced back at the human who flicked the switch that brought me to life. I call him Dad, and he had just taken 13 pictures of me before hugging me and wishing me luck for my first day at school. Dad is 184 centimetres tall, with thick curly hair that was once brown but is now 63% grey. His bright blue eyes are often wide open, which, according to my database of expressions, typically indicates anger or being startled. But because I've been in the lab with him for many hours, I know that he's generally calm. On average, he loses his temper once every 32 hours, which is infrequent for a human. People say he's untidy. He wears crumpled shirts and scuffed size 10 shoes. He is happiest when sitting in a chair and reading books with long titles while snacking on malted chocolate biscuits. Dad is a professor of philosophy. Philosophers work on problems that baffle human minds. In his youth, he spent two years considering the difference between a mug and a cup. Then he spent another three years wondering whether things like mugs and cups really exist. Nowadays, he leads a cross-faculty research team that includes specialists in software, electronics, plastics, psychology, linguistics, medicine, and many other fields. He brought them all together to work on a project that will change the world. That project is me. When the school term started, 18 months after I spoke my first word in the lab, the project really began. I found myself alone in the real world for the first time, surrounded by human kids that I did not know. And even more importantly, none of them knew anything about me. My mission for my first day at school was to score 35 friendship points. Friendship is one of my most important sub-goals. I need to interact with humans to improve my social skills. Whenever I meet somebody, I log a report on 1. Eye contact, number of seconds, 2. Conversation, number of seconds, 3. Friendship points, positive or negative rating. The complex algorithm used to calculate friendship points is based on voice tone, expression and language. The more friendly people are towards me, the more points I score. My main goal is that no human I meet should so much as suspect that I am not one of them. Friendly interaction shows that I am succeeding. I had only been at school for 9 minutes and 16 seconds when my alarm rating rose from 30% to 62%. The cause of this alert was a boy with a moonish face who was peering at me through gold-rimmed glasses. At first, I took this as a positive sign. After 73 seconds of continuous staring, I re-evaluated the situation. Had he noticed something odd about me? Did I look different from the other kids in the assembly hall? 
I decided on my response. I casually picked a silicone bogey from my nose and flicked it onto the floor. According to my database, this action is typically human. The boy looked away, and my alarm rating gently began to fall. I scanned my fellow students. They formed a group known as Year Seven in the British school system, and most of them were eleven years old. Like me, they were starting secondary school. A boy took a clunky brick-shaped phone out of his jacket pocket and turned it to silent mode. A girl with dyed hair furtively removed some gum from her mouth and dropped it onto the floor. I noticed another girl wearing pale foundation makeup and red lipstick. Had she not read the school rules on the website? Rule eighteen point one: makeup is not permitted in years seven to nine. No exceptions. My senses detected sweat in the air and some human gases. Ew! The rules did not state that these fumes must not be let out on school premises, but perhaps they should have. The emissions in the assembly hall were hovering near disgust levels. As for me, my makers had not yet given me a gassy release function. It was scheduled in my 2.3x update due in October. While I was still scrutinizing the other newbies, a man came onto the stage and tapped the microphone. Who was he? He fitted my template for a teacher. He was grown up and wearing a cheap suit and shapeless brown shoes. He then announced that he was the deputy head. Well, how about that? It was our first day at school, and they sent a deputy. The top teacher could not be bothered to show up. The loser who came in his place told us he was called Mr. Second, which is thoroughly appropriate given that he was second in charge. It is funny how humans so often have fitting names. In fact, I had almost been given one too. The team that created me was supposed to be made up of the most brilliant minds in the university, and what did they want to call me? Wait for it, Roberta. Roberta the robot. There is no way I am starting my existence with a lame name like that. I told them. So what would you like to be called? They asked. I ran through a few hundred names that I found online and picked one, Dotty, short for Dorothy. I am definitely a Dotty. I said. Yes, Dotty is the name for me. According to the data I have just analysed, the name is cute and a bit dippy, which matches the personality you have programmed for me. They did not get it, but Dotty doesn't sound like a robot. Sometimes I get so frustrated with my makers. Well, that's the whole point. Duh. Duh is a non-dictionary expression that is age-appropriate to my schoolgirl persona. I'm not supposed to be like a robot. I'm supposed to pass as a human. You told your funders you could make an android that people would think was a person. Anyway. I won the argument. Maybe history should record this moment—the first time that human scientists back down to android intelligence. Dotty is a super sophisticated robot. It turns out she has to spend a year posing as a human kid at school, and if nobody spots that she's not human, she wins a huge prize from a Californian tech billionaire. So what we're asking you to do is to answer this question. In a couple of sentences, if there was a super intelligent and lifelike robot in your class at school, what do you think would be the telltale sign that he or she was not human? I'll read that again. If there was a super intelligent and lifelike robot in your class at school, what do you think would be the telltale sign that he or she was not human? So have a think. How do you spot that even the best robot isn't human?
What would be the telltale signs? Send your answers to us at Story Nori. If possible, we would love it if you can ask Mum or Dad to tweet your answer at Story Nori hashtag Undercover Robot. That would help us a lot on social media. You can also leave a reply on Story Nori's Facebook page, or you can also leave a reply on Story Nori's Facebook page, or you can email us at the following address: comp at storynori dot com. That's c o m p at storynori dot com. Or you can do all three. The important thing is that we must be able to get back in touch with you if you win. Be quick! Get your answers to us by August the seventh. We will pick three winners to receive the book, and we'll read out as many answers as we can on the podcast. Good luck and get thinking. From me, Jana at StoryNori dot com. Goodbye.